Should you hire subcontractors? Should you hire employees? Or should you have a blended model? Brandon Lewis here with the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors. And there has been this epic raging debate about subs versus employees, and I'm here to set the record straight. But before I do, please do go to paintersacademy.com and get this, the five keys for finding success in an uncertain economy. You can go to paintersacademy.com. That's paintersacademy.com. Download this puppy. has lots of good information in it that you can use, in addition to a video training that I hope you will find enlightening. And if you find this channel to be helpful, do give us a five-star review, hit the subscribe button, leave your comments in the comment section. So, people are about as uh, <laughs> emotionally yet illogically dedicated to either a subcontractor or a uh, W-2 employee model as they are the type of uh, brand of paint that they use uh, or their religious convictions or their political party affiliation, flat earth, round earth, uh, <laughs> blondes or brunettes. People are very uh, opinionated about this particular subject. And I find that it mostly comes from personal experience, but has very little, if anything, to do with the reality of whether you should use subcontractors or whether you should use employees. Now, here's the truth. You're not going to like this, but my job as a mentor and a coach in the painting industry is to tell grown men and women all the time things they don't want to hear that actually happen to be true. Because when you align with the truth in your business and best practices, things improve. So here's the truth. Subcontractors, W-2. The long answer is, from a profitability standpoint, it doesn't really matter. From a profitability standpoint, it doesn't really matter. I have seen people lose money and fail with the W-2 model. I've seen them fail with subs. I've seen them fail and succeed with different models, and I have seen them fail and succeed with hybrid models. So the answer about whether you should have W-2s, uh, employees, or whether you should have subcontractors is really not an, an issue of profitability. Can you make money with it? The answer is more, uh, what are you hoping to achieve? So let's get into some of the pros and let's get into some of the cons as it relates to selecting a specific labor model. And I've got to hurry along because i got a 3 o'clock diagnostic call. And if you ever do need to reach out, uh, you can just reach out to me, brandon at paintersacademy.com. Now, the benefits of W-2 employees is very simple. Number one, they are easier to control. You can tell them what to do. You can tell them when to do it, where to be where, okay? There is, in many cases, a lot less uh, legal risk associated with W-2s. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the legal risk associated with running subcontract labor if you don't keep your nose clean. W-2s are easier to, to understand how much money you are going to make. It is easier to manage uh, the labor output and its predictability. For example, if you've got 10 painters, right, and they're W-2s, and if they're working 40 hours a week, well, you got 400 labor hours, right? And if you make $30 an hour, 
off those 400 labor hours because you're charging 60, okay, then that means that you are making $12,000 in gross profit if you come in on budget each and every week, okay? So that's going to be roughly about $48,000 to $55,000 a month, depending on how many days there are in a month. Easier to understand. Uh, so that's the pro of the W-2 model. Uh, you have more control. You have um, the ability to stay away from a lot of legal issues. You probably have you can have better quality. Uh, so here here are some of the negatives of W twos. If you're not running something like a save labor bonus program, and in particular if you do not have good production rates. If you don't have good job costing, if you're not running a monthly meeting where you are rewarding people financially through recognition, both personal and private and contests, how to come in on budget, a W-2 workforce is very hard to motivate. The thing about a W-2 workforce is it requires true, unabashed management and leadership. Like there's no uh, controls controlling their budget. You give them a, a, a job without a labor budget, you give them a job based on some kind of harebrained guess. You're just sending these people out there, and, and they don't make any more or any less money, no matter how fast or how slow they work. And the, the quality can be all over the place unless you consistently and constantly manage them. So W-2 employees have to be managed, and you have to set up a more management structure and more processes and paperwork and procedures in order to hit the same gross profits on your jobs, okay? Let's talk about some of the positives related to subcontract labor, and there are quite a few. And in some of these positives are almost mirror negatives uh, on the employment side. So over here, subcontractors. One thing that's good about subcontractors is you don't have to provide them with 40 hours a week of work. Like once you bring on a subcontractor, you're not responsible to give them 40 hours between the cradle and the grave, right? So you don't have that issue. Uh, subcontractors are easier to scale up quicker. Uh, they have a natural control over the expense portion of your business. By that I mean when you have subcontractors and if you do a $10,000 job in labor uh, and $1,000 in materials, well with a subcontractor you're going to pay them $5,000 for the labor, okay? And then uh, you should give them a labor budget of $500 for materials, the actual cost, because you should be keystoning your, your products, your paint, especially if you're in a, a group like the Painters Purchasing Group and you can really get low, low paint prices, you can really make a ton of money off your paint. If, if you're if you're buying it, you know, retail without buying it through a group, chances are your markup's not going to be that good. But nonetheless, uh, when you give them $5,000 to paint a house, it does not matter how slow or how fast they are. There's a built-in regulator for labor, right? Another thing that you can avoid uh, with subcontractors if you get them properly is workers' compensation and taxes. Now, if you're going to do that, you need to have a subcontract agreement that has been looked at by an attorney in your state. You need to have a checklist for how you do and don't interact with them. They need to have insurance. They need to be their own business entity. And typically when you run subs, you really want to run two-man crews. That's really what you want. You want the owner 
to be on that job. You don't want, I got 15 painters, I'm going to send five, which five we don't know, and am I going to be there? No, it's the owner. That's not the kind of sub you want to use. It always turns into trouble. So you can, you can save these expenses, and you've got this, this, this regulator on not losing money because of the fixed prices. But you may think, oh, that's, if I just give them a fixed price, it doesn't matter how accurate my estimates are, and I, I don't use production rates. But you got to use production rates because if you don't, what you're going to do is you're going to go out and guess all these houses. You're going to give them to the subs, and they'll make money on some, lose money on some, and they always think you're trying to take advantage of them. Whereas if you use production rates that are accurate and are known, it is a tremendous recruiting tool. Plus, 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 uh, it builds trust. It builds trust because they know that there's consistency. And if a subcontractor comes to you, and says, okay, I'm, I'm not making any money on this project. I need more money. It's not about how big's the project. It's like, well, did we measure everything? Is everything accounted for? And if everything's accounted for, it's not a uh, estimating issue. It's a management issue, which falls on you as the owner, the subcontractor. The risk with subcontractors is if you aren't careful, and if you don't keep your nose clean, and if you don't follow the proper things, you can get in trouble for dual employment which is where you are treating people like employees, but you are paying them like subcontractors, and the IRS or somebody else could come up and say, hey, I think you're, you're treating this person as an employee, um, but they're getting paid like a um, 1099 individual, a subcontractor, then you're going to be in trouble. Now, you're going to owe all the back taxes for the last 10 years on 10 men, and that's 700000 and you owe that until you die <laughs> to the IRS. And that's the kind of thing that can happen to you if you do not have the legal requirements uh, in place. If you've just got somebody that's working with you and you're just paying them as a quote 1099 by the hour, that's a, it's as illegal as it can get. And you need to uh, just make them a W-2 employee or you need to go find subcontractors. Now, can you run hybrids? Okay, I've got to close this out because I've got a meeting coming up. You can run hybrids. Uh, a lot of people will run their W-2 crews that are solid all year long and you typically have them have a kind of a focus on specialty work and interiors and during the spring summer and early fall very very often painting contractors will bring on subcontractors to do simple low-risk exteriors because they can't get to them all before the season is up and so having that married together is good okay and we could talk a lot more about the proper methods for recruiting subcontractors, W-2s, how do you manage them. But those are videos for another time. For right now, uh, suffice it to say, you can run subs, you can run employees, you can run a hybrid. But if your business is failing to generate the money you want and, and to grow and to give you the day-to-day -day life that you want, it's not because you've picked the wrong model. It's not because you're in a bad neighborhood or in a bad part of the country. It's typically because the, the basics of your painting business are broken. No job costing, no production rates, no sales process, no communication with the clients, no monthly meetings, no safe labor bonus program, no ultimate crew leader packet, no method for scheduling and assigning crews, no way to thank and appreciate them, broken recruitment and hiring systems, no B2B referrals, no commercial painting. Like typically when a painting business is failing, it is just all at the feet of the owner. It's all at the feet of the owner. And it has jack nor squat to do with if you run subs or if you run 
um, employees. Doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. So if you're failing, it's not your employment model. It's something else. And I can help you fix it if you'd like me to. Just email brandon at paintersacademy.com. I'd be happy to get on a phone call just like I am about to be on the phone call with a lady uh, here in mere moments to help her with her painting business and to get it up to snuff and to, to help make it profitable because uh, she deserves it. She's working really hard. Uh, no need to uh, work yourself to death and not make any money. You can do that just sitting at home. And you can also call me, Brandon Lewis, uh, at 423-800-0520. That's 423-800-0520. Do go to paintersacademy.com. Download this, Five Keys for Finding a Success in an Uncertain Economy. For painting contractors, go to paintersacademy.com. Download that puppy uh, and subscribe. Give us a good review here. I appreciate you very much. So which one do you use? Subs or do you use W-2s as employees? Let us know in the comment section. I'll see you next time, guys. Take care.